The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! Facebook changed everything again. Surprise, surprise. I think we've got it out. We're definitely going live. There we go. I guess the things that pass for affection ain't the same as they were before. There must have been something in all of that nothing that dropped me like a stone to the floor. And I must have missed something when you were just slamming the door. All right, what do you say? You want to get the show on the road? Yeah. Let's do it. All righty. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Got a kind of an interesting show for you. We were supposed to have Eric Spag, Spagnoli, was supposed to be here today. He bailed on me last minute. Let us down, Spag. So, so many people do that. So Aww. many people do that. I don't. Lucky he's a good kid. He is a good kid. Well, we won't hold it against him. But so many people do that, and I, it makes me absolutely crazy, especially yeah. like... They don't let me know on a Monday they're not coming Thursday for the show. They usually let me know like Wednesday night. Oh, yeah. by the way. So um, just wish people would, would, would not do that. But we will have him in to talk about the bash. I'm going to talk about the bash a little bit today. And I get uh, today is going to be a teachable moment day. Yeah. Today is, today is, today is uh, Professor Duggan is here to teach you guys how brainwashed you are. We're going to get to that in a minute. However, we have a bash update. So we have our Valley Patriots 18th anniversary bash coming up April 8th. Let me make sure I got that right because if we screw it up, I'll get 50,000 uh, of 50,000 uh, text messages from my uh, from my uh, bash committee. Yeah. April 8th, Friday, April 8th at 7 o'clock at the Firefighters Relief Inn, which is 1 Market Street in Lawrence. It's right on the North Andover line. Um, we have it there every year. We Actually, our first year we had it at the VFW in North Andover. We figured like five people were going to show up, and 350 people showed up, and it's a room that only holds 100. So we moved it to the Firefighters Relief Inn, which is a room that holds, I think, five or 550. And we get throughout the night, because people come and go, we get about 700 people come to this event. Now, that was prior to COVID. There are two schools of thought on this. Half of my bash committee seems to think that because of COVID, we're going to have a hard time getting people to actually come and be in such a large group. The other half, which is the half that I'm in, happens to believe that most people are really just effing sick of this shit yep. and want to go out and have a good time and want to be with other people and want to be in crowds and we're tired of the mask and tired of being lectured about vaccines and tired of being told we can't go out, we're tired of being told we can't be in crowds. And um, I think my side's right because I flip on Saturday, I flip through the channels in my office and I see thousands of people at college football games cheering with no masks, having fun. So I think this is going to be a big event. This could end up being our biggest event ever. 
Um, what do we do at the bash? We've, we've gone through that before. I'm just going to give you a quick tutorial. We give awards to firefighters, police officers, and veterans to thank them for their, for their service. Uh, that gets woven in throughout the night. But the biggest thing that we do throughout the night is we give out scholarships. So let's bring up the Bash Scholarship Drive um, thing. There it is, through the magic of technology. So here's what we have. So this year we're giving six. We normally give five. We actually started with one. And now we're up to six because people keep keep giving us money. So we're just going to keep taking it and giving it out. Uh, for our Lawrence High ROTC scholarship, we have zero donations so far. Zero donations. So if you are a Lawrence High alumni, if, you're, if, you, if you graduated from Lawrence High, Think about kicking in for this. It's going directly toward a, uh, an ROTC, junior ROTC kid. It's going into the military. We want to help those kids as much as we can because given all the anti-authority, anti-military, anti-police uh, attitudes among young people today, to find a young kid that wants to go into the military and service their country, especially after the debacle in Afghanistan, you've got to give them a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. So we want to do something to help them. So I'm going to put out a call to all Lawrence High alumni. If you could just donate $50, $25 to a scholarship, you make it out to, you don't make it, this is the only scholarship you don't make out to the Valley Patriot Bash. This one you want to make out to Lawrence High Alumni Association. They are a 501c3 and you can write it off on your taxes. All right. So you make it out to Lawrence High Alumni Association. We give them the money. They forward the money to the kid's school. And you get to write it off on your taxes. But that's the only one because it's the only nonprofit that we're working directly with on the scholarships. Mm-hmm. Great Lawrence Technical Scholarship. We, this, this won't stay at zero. Trust me. There's a couple of big donors every year that kick in for this. Um, I know that the midget over at, um, and I say it lovingly, by the way, don't send me hate mail. God, I get so much hate mail. It's ridiculous mm-hmm. right now. Um, Mike Gagliotti, uh, I lovingly call him the midget because he's one of my best friends, and so I'm allowed to do that. Um, he's president of the Laborers Union Local 175. Every year gives at least $1,000 for this scholarship. No reason for me to believe that he's not going to at least do that this year. So Great Alliance Tech Scholarship, it's at zero now, but I'm sure once I talk to Mike, that'll, be, that'll start off at 1000 Whittier Tech Scholarship, we're at $1,900. Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship, and both of these scholarships, Whittier and Dan Cody, both started by a friend of mine named Al Velo from Haverhill, um, who graduated from Whittier and knew Dan Cody, and he started both of these scholarships. Uh, So the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship was starting at $1,000, thanks to Al Velo. The Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship at $1,700. And the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Hey, that's me. Yes, scholarship, which uh, was donated by Dave Garofalo here at, uh, at uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop. And studio, I'm going to have to start talking slower. I know when I talk, <laughs> I, I know when I'm listening afterwards, I'm like, wow, I'm talking way too fast for people to hear me. <laughs> the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, we've designated this to a Methuen High School kid because we, we don't have Methuen in our list, right? right. And we, we want to try and help kids all over the valley. Who doesn't really have to go to a Methuen High kid if we can't find one we'll go somewhere else but we're trying really hard to get it from a one high school kid that's going into communication or broadcasting yes that brings our total our bash total now we've got eight weeks to go like we're just starting we just posted this like a week ago that we're looking for donations and we're already at six thousand seven hundred dollars for our for our scholarships our goal at least my goal is at five or six thousand dollars for each of these scholarships and that would bring us to about where we were going to be in 2020 when they shut everything down a week before our bash. If we get more, that would be great. Now, if, if a week from now or two weeks from now, 
each of these scholarships have more than $6,000 in it, then our new goal is going to be 10. We're going to try and bump it up, yeah, right? But as of right now, we've raised 6000 And by the way, that in and of itself, just in a week, we've raised $6,700 for these, for these kids to go to college. Uh, to me, that's, that says a lot about our readers and our, our viewers and our listeners and the people who care about what we do that consume this show that you guys have reached out and already donated $6,700 to our scholarships. Who has donated? We always like to put that up on the, put that yeah. up on the screen. We always like to thank people publicly for that. Um, I just had that up here. I don't know where it is. Here we go. So here, these are our donors, at least so far. And anybody who donates, unless you say you want to be anonymous, we're going to list them publicly so that the donors know the money's going where it's supposed to go mm-hmm. and the kids know where the money came from to write their thank you cards. Al Villo, $1,000 at Whittier Tech. Uh, that was his first donation. Uh, Al Villo, the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship. That's at 1900 because he gave, us ni- he gave us two checks for $900 for Whittier and Dan Cody in 2020. Oh. Right before the bash. We did give $900 to a kid that was going to, uh, I can't remember where she was going, but it was, uh, she graduated from Whittier, and we did give her the 900 but we have $900 left over. So we melted that in with the 1000 that he gave us yesterday, and the uh, Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship will start at 1900 thanks to Alvalo. Ken DeLuca donated $1,000 for the Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship, and I'm sorry that I did some typos when I put her name on Facebook. Uh, for he do, he's donating a thousand dollars. Mark Rivera from Riverside Church in Haverhill is giving us five hundred dollars. Dave Garafalo gave us two thousand one hundred dollars for Podcast Twenty One, great podcast, Studio, Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe, <laughs> yeah. brain fart. And we've been holding poke. We were holding poker tournaments right before the bash, before COVID shut everything down. And we may have more than two hundred, but I know for sure we've got two hundred. So I want. I I didn't want to. I didn't want to say we had five and we only had four. I'd rather under, underestimate than overestimate. We have at least $200, and I will check that sometime within the next week uh, as, uh, as to what we uh, deposited into the BASH account. We have a separate BASH account, so this is not money that we put in the Valley Patriot account can use for anything. We set up a separate BASH account, uh, and by the way, a pox on Santander Bank, they charge us $35 a month to maintain that extra account, which I pay for out of pocket. It's one of the few things that I actually pay mm-hmm. for. Besides my ticket, I also buy my ticket. But these are the people that have donated. If you'd like to donate to any of our scholarships, especially for the Vogue, especially for Lawrence High Junior ROTC, because they're at zero right now, please email me at valleypatriot at AOL.com. You can message me on Facebook. Um, I do get messages on LinkedIn from time to time, but I only check that once every six months. So sometimes I'll go there and see a message from six months ago, and I feel bad um, that I didn't get back to the person right away, especially if it's something you know like important. Please find me on Facebook. Please send me an email. That's the best way to get me. Um, you can also send me a direct message on Twitter. I do tend to look at those at least once or twice a week, and I don't get many messages on Twitter. So if I get one, it'll it'll get my attention. Uh, but we would love if you are a um, a nonprofit that like to that would like to give money for a kid to go to college. Please think of us. If you have a business that's always looking to do something for the community, please think of. Please think of us. If you want the tax write-off, you can do it to the Lawrence High, and that gives you guys the tax write-off if you want. If you're an alumni of any of these schools, the Volk, Whittier Tech, Lawrence High School, Methuen High School, Haverhill High School, if you're, if you're an alumni of any of these schools or you work in any of these schools, please think about giving, giving a donation to these kids. And I promise you, one, 100%, every penny that we get for these scholarships goes directly to the kids' scholarships. And that's why we do it publicly, because we want the people who give 
to know and the people who are getting to know where the money came from. And then that way everybody can cross-reference everything and nobody, uh, you know, people like Mike Samad can't run around the community and go, oh, the money doesn't go where it's supposed to go. We won't have to listen to any of that bull, bull crap from any, any of our detractors. Whenever you're trying to do something good, there's always going to be people who are going to try and rain on your parade. There's always going to be people who, who are going to want to screw it up. Because they don't like you, and they don't want other people to like you. So when you're doing something good, they're always trying to screw it up for you. So we go out of our way to try and do everything publicly, even though we're a private newspaper, to try and make sure that people understand uh, you know, that we're doing something good and that these kids deserve it. We will be picking kids uh, over the next couple of weeks. Um, Jessica Finicaro from Methuen City Council is going to pick the scholarship uh, recipient from the VOC. Uh, we have the commander of the junior ROTC picking the kid uh, from Lawrence High School. Scott Wood, the Haverhill School Committee member, every year he helps us get the kid from Haverhill High School. We have Sharon Arley is helping us try to get the kid from, she got us our last Whittier Scholarship winner. She's going to go through and she's going to find us a scholarship winner for this year. And I do the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship. Um, the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship goes to a kid that graduated from the Thompson Middle School in North Andover. So even if you didn't go to North Andover High School, but you graduated from the Thompson Grammar School, maybe you went to the Vogue, maybe you went somewhere else, you're eligible for that scholarship. If anybody knows anybody who's uh, gone to the Thompson School that is a deserving kid, graduating senior, please let me know. Um, I go through them all. The one thing that I will tell you, if you're thinking of nominating a kid, I I require one thing of all the kids that get nominated, I need access to their Facebook pages. Because one year, we called a kid, told him he got the scholarship. I happened to go onto his Facebook page to post that, you know, congratulations, you're getting the scholarship. And his cover photo of his Facebook page was him, like this, saying, fuck the police. Oh. I promptly called him and told him that he, we, were rescinding the, um, we were rescinding the scholarship. Yeah. Because this is a night where we are honoring police, we are honoring firefighters, we are honoring veterans. And I don't want any left-wing social justice warriors who hate the police in the room. I don't even want them in the room, much less getting a scholarship. I don't yeah. want you to come. If you hate cops, if you hate firefighters, if you hate veterans, please don't come. Right? We don't want you there. We don't want anybody making any trouble for anybody. This is a good night where we can try and feel good about the community. Mm-hmm. So that's the begin- that's, uh, that's the, at topping off the show. By the way, we are, gonna ha- we are having a comedy night here at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe on the 25th of March. March? Yeah, that's correct. Friday night, the 25th of March. We're going to have six comedians. Each comedian is going to be raising money for a specific kid. So Spags will come up and he'll do his comedy show for maybe 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. We're going to charge admission at the door. It's going to be like maybe $10 and the money will, all that money will go to the scholarships. Um, and each, uh, we'll have like a Venmo number or a PayPal number at the bottom uh, where you can give to that specific scholarship. Um, the other thing we're doing is we're having poker night. So let me see if I can pull up Leslie Carlson's email. Uh, while we're while we're uh, live on the air, you would think I'd have this ready, but of course I really I'm I really just fly by the seat of my pants most of the time with everything that I do. Uh, one twenty seven, two ten, we missed two twenty four, we missed three ten. Okay, so oh no, two twenty four is when? When is February? That's next Thursday. Two Thursdays. Oh, one twenty seven, two ten. All right, so uh, that's two tens today. So we're not going to have that. So we're going to have three poker nights. At Rolf's in North Andover, Leslie Carlson, the owner of Rolf's, said that we could use Rolf's to have a, poker, a Texas Hold'em poker night to raise money for the scholarships. Um, we need cops to come to this. 
if you're a police officer, especially North Andover police officer, we need you to come to this so we don't get shut down. All right, because technically it's illegal, but we're raising money for scholarships, so it's like when it's not like anybody's keeping the money, right? So on the twenty fourth, February twenty fourth, March tenth, and the night before our scholarship night, March twenty fourth, uh, we're going to be holding a Texas Hold'em poker night. It's going to be fifty dollars to get in. There will be rebuys. Um, the winner of whichever tournament we're doing will get half the pot. The other half of the pot will go into the scholarship fund. And I got to tell you, most of the time, and I'm not saying that people have to do this, but most of the time, the person who wins kicks their half back in for the scholarships. Now, you don't have to. You can keep the money if you want. No one's going to think anything worse of you. Uh, but uh, just letting you know, that this, is, this really is something. This isn't for anybody to make money. This is for uh, to raise money for the scholarships. All right, what else do we have on our list today? We've got uh, 23 minutes, plenty of time to get through all this. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, one thing, Columbia gas, the Columbia gas explosions that happened, I don't know how many years ago, maybe four years ago now, big checks are starting to be received by people who didn't settle with Columbia gas. I happened to be one of them. They wanted to give me three grand. We had lost at least, I don't know, maybe 10, uh, in advertising when Columbia gas blew up and we had no heat. We had no electricity. Most of our advertisers were in the affected area. Uh, we got a big check yesterday from Columbia Gas because we didn't settle. And it was way more than the 3000 that they were offering me. Trust. Trust me. So if you're getting a big check from Columbia Gas, I'd like you to reach out to me. Uh, I just, I'd like to interview a couple of people and maybe do a story for the next Valley Patriot about uh, the settlement and what it's doing for people in the Merrimack Valley, especially in Lawrence, North Andover. And I think uh, Andover was also affected. All right, let's see. What else we got? We did the bash update. We did Columbia Gas. Uh, one thing on politics. Nancy Pelosi came out. She's Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi's a Democrat. She came out last week, and she made a comment that Republicans jumped all over, especially Fox News. Shame on them. She said, if you are an athlete and you're in China, please don't do anything to piss off the Chinese. I'm paraphrasing. It's not exactly what she said. Don't send me hate mail. Actually, please do send me hate mail. I enjoy them. And immediately when she said that, she said, if you're an athlete, please don't, don't speak out about any, anything that you see that you don't like. Please don't speak out about the Chinese government while you're there. Immediately, the, the, the Republicans jumped all over her. Immediately, Fox News jumped all over her. What about free speech? She's telling people to, to sweep things under the rug if they see an atrocity in China. No, she's not saying that. I am the last person in the world to defend Nancy Pelosi on just about anything. But this is where the Republicans lose me every time. That Nancy Pelosi could say, I love dogs, and the Republicans will be outraged by it. Nancy Pelosi is right. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. I think I remember, and, and, I, and, and I think it was Thailand, where an American kid about 15 years ago went to Thailand and sprayed graffiti, and they sprayed something like Thailand sucks or something. He got picked up by the Thailandian police, if I'm saying that correctly. And he got a, I think it was a girl actually, and they were sentenced to 100 strokes from a cane. They were caned 100 times for what they did, all right? Because when you're in another country, you don't have a First Amendment right. Sorry, you don't. This is the only country that gives you a First Amendment right for all of you who like to trash America all the time. When you're in China, if you're an American citizen, when you're in any other country and you're an American citizen, shut your mouth. Don't say a word. Don't criticize the government or the country that you're in because 
the communist Chinese government is no different than the Nazi government of Germany back in the 20s. It's no different. There is genocide going on over there, and it's not just of the Uyghur Muslims that the that the mainstream American news media is all obsessed about. They want to talk about the Uyghur Muslims. You don't have to even talk about the Uyghur Muslims. Look at the genocide that goes on anytime anything happens in China. Anytime a group of people speaks out against the government. Remember Tiananmen Square. Remember. So it's not just the Uyghur Muslims. The regular, average, ordinary Chinese person is put into slave labor camps if they're caught stealing. If they're caught cheating on a test in school, if they're caught posting something on social media that the communist Chinese government doesn't like. And Nancy Pelosi is 100% correct. When in another country, no matter what the country is, but especially China, you don't speak out against the Chinese government or the Chinese country. Wait till you come home to do that. Then you can write all the books that you want about whatever atrocities you think you saw in China or however horrible the conditions were there. But a pox on the house of the, Dem- of the Republican Party and a pox on the house of Fox News for turning this into a, into a partisan debate. That was me. I dropped my, I dropped my cane. Um, because Nancy Pelosi's not wrong 100% of the time and she's not wrong on this. Her advice is sound advice. And if you're even on vacation in another country, and I don't care if you think it's a free country because it's more free than some of the – I don't care if you're like in Spain or you're in England – by the way, do you know in England there are people in jail for saying out loud that they're against gay marriage? They're in jail. They don't have a First Amendment in England, even though they're white and they speak English and we're white and we speak English. You, you, we think that they're kind of like us. They're nothing like us. Nothing. First of all, their beer is warm. And second of all, you have no free speech in that country. There are literally people in jail for saying that they don't agree with the migration policies of, the, uh, of Great Britain. They're literally in jail. And by the way, English jails are nothing like our jails. They're not country clubs, trust me. So if you're on vacation, if you're an athlete, whatever, you're in another country, keep your mouth shut. It's the smartest thing you can do. And when you come back to the States where you do have free speech, you can write all the books, go on CNN, go on Fox News, talk about whatever it is that you didn't like about that country. Here, you can do that. There, you can't. So that's that's that, 17 minutes. This is good. Uh, I'm going to skip this and I'm going to skip this. So, uh, we'll get, we'll, we'll, can you get the, the, the other ones ready? The other ones ready? Okay, all right, good. I want to make sure you've got it and I've got it so that we're not... Uh, I got them. All right, very good, very good. So, got a lot of hate mail this week. Um, and when I say a lot, I mean like a real lot. Normally, I average about 10 pieces of hate mail a week. This one, I got about 30 from teachers and public school administrators and people who work in the schools and people who are supporters of the schools because of my editorial on Methuen trying to cancel Valentine's Day and turn it into Spirit Day. Because the geniuses in the Methuen schools think that they should be controlling every social aspect of children's lives. Within that editorial, I said, and I'll paraphrase, that public school teachers can barely teach kids in the, adequately in the subjects that they need to get by in life. And let's face it, that's true. However, I'm getting a plethora of hate mail and text messages from public school teachers saying, not all teachers. I, I'm a teacher in one of the schools, and, and, and I work really hard, and, 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 I, and I teach my kids really good. I, I'm not one of them. Not, why do you have to – one, one said, why do you have to denigrate all teachers? So I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and I'm going to do it today. You can tell someone who's brainwashed 
by the fact that they can hear a word that you don't say, that they can read a word that you didn't write. And I'm going to give you some examples. I did this, I've been playing with my PowerPoints now, right? So what I said, basically in my editorial, you can see it next to me on the, on the screen here. Public school teachers are failing our children. That's true. Public school teachers are failing our children. Those of you who are brainwashed, those of you who have been indoctrinated by our public school system, our higher education system, the media, Hollywood, through everything that you consume throughout your day, if you're one of those people, and I'd say 80% of the public probably is one of those people, next slide, here's what you heard. All public school teachers are failing our children. And I know that you heard this because 30 people sent me t- emails and text messages saying, how can you say all teachers? There are some great teachers in our schools. Nobody said any different. Nobody said any different. If you go back to the first slide, the word all isn't there. Do you see the word all in that? In that can we, did, sorry, I didn't realize. It's a, is it up? Okay. Do you see the word all there? Do you see, do you see the word all? It's not there, right? Do you know why it's not there? Because I didn't mean all. When people make a general statement, and again, this goes back to public schools. Public schools teach kids that they're not allowed to generalize, that all generalizations are bad, and that's a tragedy because it stops children from being able to see the world through general terms. And if you don't understand the world through general terms, you don't understand the world. So I say public school teachers are failing our children. You hear, next slide, All public school teachers are failing our children because you've been taught to hear all public school teachers are failing our children. But let's take it out of that context and put it into a different context so that you can understand exactly what I'm saying. Next slide. Let's say I'm on a talk show with a bunch of sports people, which I would never do because I don't know anything about sports, and I say, the Red Sox played like shit today. Am I saying everyone on the Red Sox played like shit today? No, because maybe the pitcher had a good game. But the guys in the outfield were dropping the ball left and right. Other people who were hitting the ball missed second base. Um, Maybe uh, you had a bunch of guys on your team um, uh, hit fly balls through the entire game, right? I mean, uh, uh, hit, hit outs, fly ball outs the entire game, right? But the team, the Red Sox, played like shit. As a team, on the whole, they played like shit. And again, that doesn't mean every single person on the team played like shit. Next slide. Right? We're on everyone. Right? So here's what you heard. Right? But that's not what anybody ever said. Nobody ever said everybody on the Red Sox played like shit. Nobody means that. Whenever you say the Patriots played like shit today, nobody, nobody means that every single person on the team played horrible. They're saying on the whole. Here's a new one. Here's, one. here's one that I love to use when we talk about generalizations because it goes to how people react to stuff. The Nazis killed millions of Jews. That's true. But did every Nazi kill millions of Jews? I'm sure there were a couple of Nazis, like the Nazis had to buy cigarettes. There must have been a store open at the corner. I'm sure there was a guy at the, at the corner store selling cigarettes to the, to the people of Germany during World War II. I'm sure he didn't kill anybody. Right? Maybe the janitor in one of the German schools was mopping the floors. He probably didn't kill anybody. But nobody ever says, next slide, all Nazis killed Jews. That's not true. Not all the Nazis killed the Jews. Not all the Nazis. Whenever I say, for example, 
women are very emotional. Not all women. There's always one person to say not all. Yeah. Because you've been trained, you've been brainwashed to say not all, as if the person speaking said all. And whenever I point this out, as I did with one of my very good friends this morning, they said, well, you said it as though it meant all. No, actually, you inferred it Mm -hmm. as though it meant all. Because we've been brainwashed by Hollywood, by the news media, by our public school system, and by our higher institution to hear all when it's not there. And by the way, what is the purpose of that? The purpose of that is, going back to the first slide if we can, Mm -hmm. public school teachers are failing our children. Not all public school teachers are failing our children. Well, I didn't say all. Yeah, but you inferred all. No, I didn't infer all. You inferred all. You know what we're not doing while we're having that discussion? We're not talking about why public school teachers are failing our children. It becomes a definition discussion. And by the way, liberals are masters at this. They could have teach doctoral degrees in this. And the media are masters at this. Whenever they don't want you to talk about a subject, they have a definition discussion. They try to change what you initially said, pretend you said something else, and then rail against that. And then the person who spoke says, no, 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 that's not what I said. And now it's a fight and a discussion over what was said, not the point being made. And the point being made in my editorial is that public school teachers suck. Not all the public school teachers suck. But as a whole, just like the Red Sox, when they have a bad game, the Red Sox sucked. And maybe the third baseman did really good, but honestly, the rest of the team still kind of sucked as a whole. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if I die tomorrow and you have learned nothing from any show that you've ever listened to or watched here at Paying Attention, if you just remember that, I will consider, I will consider my life having been worth something. Because I deal with this all the time. All the time. You try to have a conversation with people in general terms and they accuse you of racism and sexism and homophobia and all that because you've been taught to think of things as all or nothing. We've been, we've been bringing, and by the way, I catch myself doing it too. I'm not perfect. I catch myself doing it too. We've all been taught to see things from all or nothing. And the fact is, most things in life are somewhere in the middle. Our editorial, by the way, about the Methuen schools trying to change Valentine's Day to Spirit Day, so it can actually basically mean whatever the teachers' unions want it to mean. It goes on in every school system. It's going on everywhere. And I don't know if you guys remember when Neil Perry was here about a year ago, maybe, maybe less than a year ago, and I asked him, he's the mayor of Methuen because he's chairman of the school committee, I asked him if critical race theory was being taught in the schools in Methuen. Absolutely not, Tom. Absolutely not. (laughs) Come on, Tom. That's your right-wing stuff. Come on. And then I said, are they teaching anything like it that they're just not calling it? Because that's that's how how, uh, educators uh, trick us all the time, right? They'll say, well, we're not teaching that, but they're teaching that, only they're calling it something else, right? We don't really call it that, so we're going to say we don't teach that. So I said, well, they're teaching critical race theory, the concepts of critical race theory, but they're just not calling it that? And Tom, oh, come on, Tom. You know, this is where your right-wing stuff comes into play. You're shaded by your political views, Tom. Tom, come on. And then I said, if you go back and watch the video, because I did, well, I guess if that's not true, someone will reach out to us and let us know. And he got all huffy. Are you saying I'm lying? I wasn't saying that he was lying. Maybe he just doesn't know. I mean, she's not in the schools every day. The guy comes and sits at a meeting every two weeks. What does he know? He knows what he's being told, just like we all know what we're being told. We were told for 25, for 25 years that any day now we're going to win Afghanistan. And we all know how that worked. 
So we all go by what we're being told. So I'm not going to say he was lying, but he got all huffy at the time. It's Tom, Tom, are you saying I'm lying, Tom? And that's not what I was saying. But what I was saying was, if that turns out not to be true, I'm sure someone will reach out to us. Well, someone has reached out to us. And in the next Valley Patriot in March, we're going to be doing a story on some of the things being taught in the Methuen public schools that parents know nothing about. Some parents know because I had several parents reach out to me this week after they read my editorial about Spirit Day. And by the way, they, they, this isn't just Methuen. They, this public schools do this with every holiday. They try to change Christmas. They try to change Halloween. They try to change Easter. They want to do everything they can to take away every, any kind of American tradition that there is in this country because they're run by teachers unions. And I don't care if Pavel Payano and Neil Perry and every other guest that I've had here that's in politics denies it. It's true that teachers unions are Marxist by philosophy. They are. Do some research. And by the way, speaking of teachers unions, since we've got seven minutes left, Jose Santiago Cruz Jr., who should really have three more names to his name because it's just so easy to write in a paper, um, is on the Lawrence School Committee. He went to Boston last week with other members of the school committee to talk to the Department of Education, which they now call DESI, because everything has every name has to change every five minutes. It's like it's like the menu at TGI Fridays. You go in once a week, and every time you go in, the menu is different. And then you find out that everything's actually the same. They're just calling everything something different. They're just, they're just giving it a different name. He went into Boston with the Lawrence School Committee because they're trying to get the Department of Education for the state of Massachusetts to give local control back to the schools. And he went in to talk about how the schools can better service children. And other school board members like uh, Mr. Guzman and a bunch of others went in to talk about how they can make the schools better for our children. He reports back to me that the teachers union was at that meeting, the Lawrence Teachers Union, and they only had one question. How is this going to affect our pay? Okay, so... Let this be a teachable moment, as this whole show should be today, a teachable moment. The teachers' unions don't give two shits about your kids. They don't. They care about their pay. If, if the DPW and Lawrence put an extra step outside Lawrence City Hall that the teachers had to step on before they went into the building, the teachers' union would grieve it and they'd ask for more money. They don't care about the education your kids are getting. And by the way, the proof is in the pudding. It's in the result. Public school kids today are graduating. They can't read and write English effectively enough to get a real job or get into college. They can't make change in their head when you're giving them money at, at the drive through at Taco Bell or, or Wendy's or wherever it is that you go. They don't know the first thing about the Constitution. And by the way, again, Pavel Payano can deny it because he was here last week denying it. But they know all about transgender bathrooms, gay marriage, abortion, and global warming. So it's not like the teachers in our public schools can't teach kids effectively because they teach them pretty good when it comes to global warming. Have a debate with any kid on Facebook, any public school kid on Facebook, and they're very well-versed in it. And they're very smart. They're very well-versed. They've been very well-taught in it. But ask them, about the first, ask them what the three rights are enshrined in the First Amendment to the Constitution and watch their head explode while they try to come up with the second one. They all know free speech, and then after that, their head starts to explode. Now, did I say all teachers are bad? No, I didn't say all teachers are bad. I shouldn't have to say not all teachers are bad. Nobody in having, when having a general conversation about Dominicans and Lawrence or public school teachers or white people in North Andover, no one should ever have to stop the discussion among intelligent adults and say, but not all, but we do. 
we do have to stop every discussion and say not all because the general public has been basically brainwashed or indoctrinated, whatever word you want to use, to hear things that aren't there, to see things that aren't there, to then obfuscate from the actual discussion that's being had, and then it becomes some kind of definition discussion. So anyways, I thought, I thought that was really important, given all of the emails that I got from teachers saying, uh, my daughter's a teacher and she does really good and you denigrated her. No, I didn't. I'm talking about the vast majority of the public school teachers are not doing their job. And I added in my editorial, the vast majority of the administrators in public schools care even less about your kids because they're the ones that tie the teacher's hands and won't discipline kids in the classroom, which makes, class, makes the classrooms like a zoo and the teachers don't have an environment they can teach in. All right? So I did cover everybody in that editorial. I think I've covered everybody in that editorial. There needs to be some kind of there needs to be some kind of um, ramification for this. The, the public school officials need to pay a price for not educating our kids. And I will say one more time that the kids in Lawrence, the, the money spent on kids in Lawrence per pupil far outweighs the amount of money being spent on kids in Andover and North Andover. The kids in Lawrence get a, a far inferior education than the kids in Andover and North Andover. And it's not because the kids in Andover and North Andover are white and that Latino kids are dumber than white kids. That's not the answer. That's the answer liberals believe because whenever you bring it up to a liberal, whenever you bring it up to teachers or teachers' unions, they say, well, the kids in Lawrence, they're poor. They're harder to teach. They come from bad neighborhoods. Their English isn't that good. Those are all excuses. Those are lies and they're excuses. What they're really saying is they're Latino. They're not smart enough. I reject that. It's because... The expectations of the administrators and the teachers are so low that they teach to the lowest bar. And so the kids that are bright in those classes, most of them have no shot. Now, I will say one thing that Pavel brought up, Pavel Payano, last week's show, that he's right about. There are some kids at Lawrence High School that are very smart and very well taught. And we know that because at the Lawrence High Alumni Banquet every year, we see kids getting into Harvard. Not many, though, by the way. I mean, if you do the statistics, it's a very small percentage. But... There are some teachers in the Lawrence schools that do an excellent job. There are some kids in the Lawrence public schools that are getting a good education. The problem is the number of those kids, the percentage of those kids in Lawrence that are getting that good education compared to Andover and North Andover, which spends less money on their kids, far outweighed. Far, far, far outweighed. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? I, have? I have one other thing that I really want to – can I just go like one minute and a half over? So I'm not going to say who it was because it's not really about who it is. But since we're doing teachable moments, somebody running for office, running for state office, had a Zoom fundraiser this week or last week, within the last, within the last week, we'll say. And they're running as a Democrat, obviously, because there are no Republicans left in Massachusetts. And um, at the end of their little show that they put on, asked for questions. And one of the questions of this state Senate candidate, the guy got up and he said, um, I'm really concerned. Uh, I'm Jewish, and I'm really concerned about anti-Semitism, and I'm just wondering, like, what your thoughts are on anti-Semitism. And by the way, the most retarded question I've ever heard asked of any elected official ever, right? And by the way, I'm a Jew, so save me the uh, your anti-Semite emails because I'm a Jew, okay, converted like 20 years ago, um, 25 years ago, maybe. Um, this is somebody running for state senate. They have nothing to do with anti-Semitism. 
They have nothing to do with racism. They have nothing, they're, they're running for a job to run the state budget. That's what, they're, that's what they're running for a job for, to fund police, to fund the state police, to fund Department of Health and Human Services, to fund DCF, the people that are overseeing your kids or the kids that are, that are in foster care. Uh, that's what you're, you're running for a job to run the government. You're not running for a job to fight anti-Semitism. Now, do I care about anti-Semitism? Yes, but I would never ask that of a state candidate. It's retarded. It's stupid, okay, to ask somebody about anti- and racism. By the way, the answer was far worse than the question. And again, I'm not going to say who it was because it's not about, I don't want to, I'm not looking to shame this person. I'm looking for a teachable moment here. The answer was, well, we have to sit down and talk and open the lines of communication and, and talk about the anti-Semitism. And, and I, and I want to hear your voice as to what it is that you've experienced in anti-Semitism. How does any of that help? Let's say that that candidate wins and does all of those things. And they have these little focus groups about anti-Semitism. And they talk about how people feel about the fact that somebody called them a dirty Jew. And they cry and they're going to need therapy. And they have these little groups. At the end of that, is anti-Semitism going to be gone? Will anti-Semitism be over in America? No, it won't. It won't. So why are we wasting our time on it? Why would anybody ask of a state candidate what they think about discrimination against gays, discrimination against black people, discrimination against Jews? Why would anybody ask that question? But I got to tell you, that person that asked that question was not the only person asking that similar type question. Because our young people are now being brainwashed by our college system to think that that's what government's about. Government's about stopping racism. It's about stopping discrimination. No, it's not. It's not about any of that. It's about running the government. It's about running a budget. It's about making sure we have enough money for state police to be on the streets. It's about making sure that the people who are overseeing the kids in DCF are doing their job and spending the money that we're giving them properly. That's what your job is as a state senator. As a state representative, those are your jobs. As a mayor, as a city councilor, as a school committee member, you have a specific job and none of it has anything to do with racism and inclusion and anti-Semitism and all of these things that you've been brainwashed to believe by the public schools and our higher education system to be important. Those are all distractions so that you're not paying attention to how much money is being used out of your federal tax dollars or your state tax dollars for abortion or other things that maybe they don't want you to talk about. That's all it is. Because at the end of the day, no state senator is going to end anti-Semitism. Trust me, no matter who it is. Christ could descend back to earth tomorrow, run for state senate, and still would not be able to stop anti-Semitism, okay? So I, I, don't, I don't understand. I guess I do understand because it's, it's the public schools and it's the way people have been brainwashed. But at the end of the day, my job is to get you to think. It's not to get you to think like me. It's not to teach you what to think. It's just to get you to think and challenge what you think you believe. And why do we say and do things automatically without thinking about them? Because we've been conditioned, even me. We've been conditioned. And the only way to stop that conditioning is to be made aware of it. Once you're made aware of it, once you understand it, you do it far less. You catch yourself doing it. And by the way, then there's more clarity in the conversations that you have with people. You understand each other better. There's far fewer miscommunications. When I say teachers are failing our kids, people get very upset. Not all teachers. And they, they have every right to be upset. Maybe the guy's daughter really is a really great teacher. And he's very upset because he thinks you're denigrating his daughter. But if we can be clear in the way that we speak and the way we interpret the way other people speak, that offense never happens. And then we understand what the person is saying, that we have a problem in our public schools with our teachers.
and they're not doing the job that we're paying them to do, and, and, and even more so with the mid-level administrators who aren't doing the job that they're supposed to be doing. Wow, it's all over already, right? The whole, the whole show's done? Yeah. I think I did that all in one breath. You did. What else did I have here that I wanted to talk about? I, I had three things, but I never got to them, but that's okay. Maybe next week. They weren't quite as important as the ones that we did talk about, and I think what we talked about today, again, as a teachable, as a teachable moment mm-hmm. type show, I, I think this is something that... Five years from now, people can go back and they can watch it and they can still maybe learn something from it. Because I'm in the communications, but you can roll, Mel. Because I'm, in, because I'm in the communications business, because this is what I do for my life, I'm a little bit more in tune with this kind of stuff, with communications and stuff like that. Most people aren't. Most people are just trying to live their daily life. They're trying to get through their, 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 their day. They're trying to get through the, the, the trudges of life. And that's why I'm here. I always like to think that if I can just teach somebody something on this show, then I've done a good job. So if you've learned something today, please don't send me an email and tell me how much you love me. I don't read those. But if you really hate me, those are the emails that I love. And by the way, I am going to come in after the bash at some point and read hate mail. Because some of them are just downright hilarious. Mm-hmm. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. But first I've got to read my sponsors. Yes. Uh, Lazy River Products in Drake at Cannabis. If you're looking to get some good weed, this is the place to go. Lazy River Products. By the way, they're pre-rolled. How horrible is it like when you're on your third joint and you're trying to, I'm going to pretend I smoke weed. When you're on your third you're joint and you're trying to roll like your I weed do. and you can't roll it because you're too high, you buy them pre-rolled from Lazy River uh, Products in Drake. And Sullivan Insurance, Clear Path for Veterans, New England, Tomo and Happy Crab, Borelli's Deli where I'm going to get my sausages, EIS Investigation Services, <sighs> Marsan and Son Construction, AFC Urgent Care. We're going to have Lisa back here in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. And McLennan Real Estate. We're going to have Matt on again to talk about uh, housing prices. We appreciate all of our sponsors. We are looking for one more sponsor for the show. It's $250 a month unless you're advertising with us. If you advertise with the Valley Patriot, then we give you a discount on the podcast. Then you're only paying $150 a month. So uh, we need a a sponsor. Thank you to Chrissy. Thank you to Dave Garofalo here at uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop. Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, especially for the very large donation to our scholarships. We will see you next week. Who's on the show next week, uh, Chrissy? Do we have that? Uh, I don't know. Should we announce it? What if they cancel on uh, you again? That, that's true. <laughs> but we do have Eunice Ziegler is going to be on the show in two weeks on the 24th, which is my birthday, by the way. But don't tell anybody. I don't want anybody sending me birthday stuff. It's the 24th is your birthday? It's my birthday. I'm not even kind of lying right now. Shut up. My birthday is February 24th. My birthday is February 24th. Get out. No, you get out. We're going to have Mel's, to get together and Mel's do something now. Mel's saying to get out, though. Mel says we got to go home, so go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.